When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. Well, hello. Welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. We are on the tiny stage and time now to introduce you to some live local music from a band of musician from here on the South Shore into Boston or across New England. Always brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea, and tonight we're in studio with Grace Morrison. How you doing? Wonderful. How are you? I am great. So good to see you again. It feels like it's been years. Likewise. So what's been new in your world? I know there's been quite a bit. <laughs> I made a person. I, I, so I heard. <laughs> Let's talk about that. And that's plenty. Yes. <laughs> it's, such, it's a funny thing because people tell you it's really hard and like you know that it's going to be hard. But the level of difficulty that it is, is just you can't understand until you're in it. And so now he's six weeks old and legitimately just getting my head out of the water. And what's his name? His name's Brayton Greenwood. Excellent. And is he listening? He is listening. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the next room. He was hoping that he could participate a little bit, but he's he's feeling a little grumpy at the moment. It's okay. (laughs) We all feel that way. It's early in the week. (laughs) (laughs) But he's just such an agreeable person. Like I told him before he was born, I said, you're going to be little and you're going to come out real quick and it's going to be nice and easy. And both of those things were true. And... um, you know, I, I feel like that's a good sign for the rest of his life. So six weeks old, can he sing harmonies yet? He's trying. <laughs> He's trying real hard. He's got the smiling part down. That's good. His favorite song is Clementine. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Have you added that to your set? I'm working on on making a cool version of Clementine. Fantastic. His, his other favorite song is one called Bimbo. Okay. Which is an old, my dad used to sing it to me. And it's uh, it's about a little... <laughs> It's about a little baby named Bimbo. Oh, very cute. (laughs) Just to back up a bit, uh, for those who might not be familiar with you, give us an introduction. Gosh, um, I've been playing for what seems like my whole life, at least half of it. I started performing when I was 15 and, um, you know, just kind of doing bar gigs. And I didn't really have an original sound, I don't think. And then I had a band, Grace and the RSO, back in maybe 2000. Nine through 2011, and I released my first solo album two years ago, and now I got a new one. I was just talking off air with uh, one of the producers here at WATD and um, trying to remember when I actually met you, and I think it was at the CD release show for the RSO at Rick's. Okay. Yeah, that was, it just feels like a lifetime ago. It does feel like a lifetime ago. Excellent. So, uh, so I, I understand, too, there's a, a new record in the works. Yes, yeah, so we had intended to release this back in October, um, in May, let me back up. In May, we we did a, an Indiegogo campaign, and the day we released it, I broke my leg, which slowed down my recording process. And so this October release date that I had just kept getting, you know, sidetracked by life because a broken leg and a baby slow you down a little just, just a tad, yes. But it's so close. It's almost done. Um, we got a, a CD release party in May, and we're just just finishing up the mastering now. Excellent. Before we go any further, let's hear a song. What are we uh, listening to first tonight? Well, I'm going to do something that I wrote two days before my son was born. Um, and, and it's called They Don't Like Me, and it's, it was written out of frustration because I, um, you know, when you're, like, confined to a couch, you start becoming this great consumer of entertainment. <laughs> and uh, 
I was listening to these three female uh, political candidates, and they just kept talking about their likability. And I was thinking, you know, you don't often hear them talking about men's likability, and and it just related to my life because I'm always so worried about people liking me. Um, so that's what this is about. Let's hear it. We have Grace Morrison here in studio on 95.9 WATD. Take it away. They don't like me. I hear the words just speak your truth, but they won't like me. Got them angry.
We have Grace Morrison in studio tonight on 95.9 WATD. Fantastic. Thank you. Elaborate more on how that song was written. I was. It was truly just um, frustration because I feel like, and a lot of women I've talked to feel like, we live our lives always trying to be um, likable. It's this, this unspoken burden, I think, that a lot of women have that you just want to be pleasant and you have to be happy and, and pretty and like all these things that I... I'm always like filtering my responses through that. Like, I'm really angry, but I'm going to politely tell you that I'm just upset a little bit, you know, and and it's frustrating to always have to filter yourself in that way. And it's frustrating to me that that women who want to go out and, and are really passionate about wanting to help our country are worried about how likable they are rather than the changes they want to make. And um, so that that's really what it was about. That's fantastic. If that makes sense. It does make sense. And that's one of the beauties of music is you can can filter that through music and have it interpreted in all sorts of ways. Mm -hmm. And it's, I found it even like with motherhood, you know, I was before I was like, you know, I'm not going to be one of those women who suddenly has this like spiritual breakthrough and always talks about being a mother and how it changed her. But you can't help it because it totally changes everything. Um, But even in that sense, I was talking to my husband about how, like, we talk about mama bears, you know, and, like, don't mess with the mother animal because she's protective of her her cubs. And we just know that we back off and give that animal space. And human beings are wired in the same exact way. We just can't show it. So, like, people want to hold my baby, and I'm like, sure. But I'm, like, giving them this (laughs) side eye because I can't seem like it's bothering me, you know? I've seen that look before. (laughs) But it's it's just, like, we have to be happy. Can I I play your guitar? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So it's just a funny thing, and and I'm trying to to find a way that men can also relate to this to make it a funny stage banter about how I truly feel like I kind of became an animal when I became a mom. That's fantastic. (laughs) That's just so so beautiful. I love that. (laughs) But it doesn't feel beautiful, John. No, no. Don't touch my baby. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Grace Morrison in the studio. Grace, share with us your online information, if you would. Sure. I'm Real Grace Music on Twitter and Grace Morrison Music on Instagram. I believe that is the correct one. And I know there's this album in the works, but what is currently available? I'm the Apple is available on all platforms, and that's that. That's the most recent one. Fantastic. One of my favorites by you, too, by the way. Everything about that record just sounds Aww. amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Got the same producer on the new one. Um, and the, the major difference to me on this new one is that there is a horn section. Oh, very cool. Not throughout the whole thing, but there's one song with a horn section. So when you uh, first um, started, at least when I first met you um, back in the, uh, the, the the RSO days, how do you think your songwriting has evolved from that period until present day? I think, so up to that point, my, my dad had always been, um, he's like my dadager, that's what I always say, and he had always been pushing me to be a, like a blues singer, and I would try, I really would, and it just didn't work for me, and I had this epiphany one day I was listening to Irish music, and and it really like spoke to me on the cellular level. I just loved it, and 
that's back in the RSO days, kind of what got me going writing songs about King Henry VIII. Um, and I just feel like it's grown from there, you know, trying to tell stories and and not just stories about King Henry VIII. Because I think the first time that you were here in studio, I think the entire night was based on King Henry VIII. Well, it's an inspiring time period. <laughs> I, I, will, I will agree with you on that. It really, it was just my springboard into, wow, there's other things to write about. When did you realize that, that there were other things to write about? <laughs> you know, I was writing about Henry VIII, but it wasn't, it was about other things too. It was about love and beheadings and, you know. Yeah, the guillotine is always a, is always a, a good launching pad into songwriting. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, as I started analyzing my life and the people in my life and that they had stories to tell too, um, and that they didn't necessarily have the tools to tell them, I felt like I could do it. Excellent. Yeah. I, I agree. You can definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important. There are so many people who feel marginalized and, and like they don't have a voice in our society. And that's the job of artists, whether it be music or visual art or television. It's that is the job. So true. Yep. Let's hear some more music, Grace. What are we listening to next? So I'm going to try this out. I have never performed this. I might have to have a page turn in here, but... Back in December, a friend of mine, Betsy Siggins, hooked me up with Lori McKenna, and I went to her house and wrote a song with her. She is fantastic. I love her so much. It was so cool. And at a period in time where, you know, I think all artists go through these lulls where they're like, I can't do this. I should just go become a banker or something. And um, I was having a lull, and I, I went to her house, and it just, I don't know, she was just so cool and down to earth, and we connected on Roombas. I don't know if anyone else uses a Roomba vacuum. It's the best thing ever. Um, but it just made it seem like it's it's an accessible dream, like you can do it. And she's a mom of what, five or six? I don't I don't know how many girls. I met one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she was just so cool, and, and it was neat. I'd never written with anybody before. Save my husband, we wrote. He added a verse to one of my songs. Um, <laughs> and I went into it just not knowing how to co-write anything. And so we just talked for a couple of hours and I told her about what was going on in my life. And I legitimately said to her, I mean, mind you, I'm nine months pregnant. I said, I don't want to write a song about my baby. That just seems like such an easy thing to do. Let's not do that. Um, but then I started talking to her. We were talking about the struggle that I was having because I have three teenage stepdaughters. And for each one of them, having a new sibling was dif difficult in a different way. And to one of, you know, one of them was really struggling with the whole thing. And I, I said, I said, I understand that this is probably really awkward for you. And it's, this is hard, but you just need to know that this baby's going to come into the world loving you, whether or not you choose to, to go with that and love him back, you know, that's your choice, but he's going to love you either way. And she said to me, that's the song. Love it. And so that's what we wrote about. Let's hear it. Grace Morrison. It's all yours. 95.9 WATD. Not carrying a big bag Won't have much to say Might not look just like you But he's yours anyway Might be carrying a band-aid cure Or a dream Either way, he's coming into this world 
loving you Won't have change in his pocket No debts to pay Won't change the station He'll like any song you play Won't be mad at your mother or your dad Amazing. That is Grace Morrison on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. How long did that take you to write? That? When, when, once you and Lori started the writing process, how long did that take to put together? I think it was like an hour and a half or two hours. Fantastic. That's yeah. great. But Excellent. it was just so cool, John. I mean, we're sitting there and and she said she had a Roomba vacuum, right? <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh, I also have a Roomba. It's the best thing ever. My mom has one, and she loves it. And she said, yeah, you know, I was hanging out at Miranda Lambert's house, and she had a Roomba. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I totally connect on that with you, (laughs) like me and Miranda Lambert. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Hanging out with Taylor. Yeah, no big deal. (laughs) Nothing. It's like everyday life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excellent. That is Grace Morrison. Uh, We have to take a quick uh, timeout, a commercial break, Um, but uh, share with us your online information while we go into the break. 
You can find me, it's just Grace Morrison Music, on all the platforms. Excellent. We'll be right back. More of Grace Morrison on the Tiny Stage after this. Wherever you go, we're there. Listen online at 959WATD.com. We're the South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent music from bands and musicians here on the South Shore, into Boston, and across New England, brought to you each and every Tuesday by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea, and we're in studio tonight with one of my favorite people, one of my best friends, Grace Morrison. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am doing great. So uh, reintroduce yourself and tell us who you are. I'm a singer-songwriter from Cranberry Country who just became a mom. It's exciting. <laughs> did I make that sound really cool? You did. Or did it sound like I have a minivan now? It kind of sounds like both. but I don't have the minivan, but I do have snacks in my purse. That's always that's always good. Hey, you know, didn't you always have snacks in your purse? Well, yeah, I was, I was preparing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so tell us uh, where people can track you down online. If you just go to Grace Morrison Music on any of the social media platforms, you can find me. Excellent. And tell us uh, the new re- about the new record. It should be out in May. It's called Reasons. Um, and I'm just pretty excited about it because it's got a horn section. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, before that, I'm the Apple was the, the previous release, and that's available on all platforms? It is. Excellent. How is the, uh, the new record different from the old record? Um, it took, maybe how is it the same? It, it took longer to make. <laughs> uh, we've got the same producer, though. So John Evans is amazing. And um, the cool tie-in for me is that I started really writing and playing back in 1998. And I purchased Tori Amos to Venus and Back album. And I saw her in concert that year. And I thought to myself, someday I'm going to play with her or be on that stage. And... Uh, so John Evans was on that stage that day. So that's pretty close. It is. And he played on that record, and he produced my album. Fantastic. And he's the coolest guy. I'm glad you mentioned Tori. Let's talk about influences. Who influenced you then, and who's influencing you now? Um, well, then it was Tori Amos. Although, you know, she gets, I don't know if you listen to her much, but she can be a little mumbly. I, I can hear that, yeah. You know, her lyrics are weird and unintelligible sometimes. And so I just thought that was the thing you do. And so it took me a long time to unmumble, and I still find myself falling back into that into that mumbling. That kind of falls into that whole kind of like '90s post grunge thing. So. I think so. And sometimes, like, I analyze the lyrics and I wonder, like, are we just trying to be weird, or is this there really a hidden meaning here? But um, so that's, that's kind of where it started for me. But lately, it's just it's John Fogerty, and I love him because. When I hear his music, it sounds like America to me, you know, particularly Fortunate Son. It just sounds so America. And I was reading his book and he said that he started songwriting. He wanted to sound um, like old folk songs like Camptown Races. You hear that and it just sounds like it's part of our culture. Exactly. And that's what he set out to do. And I feel like he did that. That was actually my first concert, 1998, I think. What a great first concert. Yeah, my dad took me. It was <sighs> unbelievable. We saw him a couple of years ago. He's my mom's age. He's like 75 and hopping around the stage better than I could do for two hours. Yeah, that was about what he was doing about in 1997, although he was, he was younger then. But he was just, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. That was yeah. my first concert. The Voice of America, I'm telling you. Absolutely. 
And he's born in in uh, California. It sounds like he's born in the swamps of Florida. Well, and so that's what he was saying. Um, the composers, I should know this, but it's that, that brain fog I was telling you about. The guy who wrote Camp Town Races and, and Shenandoah, um, and he died really young. Maybe you could Google it for me. Scott, yeah, keep, it's... Keep, keep talking and I'll, and I'll um, look. <laughs> Stephen Foster. It was Stephen Foster. Okay. Um, but he wrote all these songs that sounded like Southern, and, and he was from New York. Oh, wow. I didn't he, know that. But he was just able to make the sound he wanted to make. And, you know, it's nothing prolific about it. Like, John Fogarty's a great guitar player, but he just makes little tasty lines that just sound so America. Absolutely. <laughs> and how about locally? Are you, are you listening to anybody on the, on the uh, local scene? I honestly haven't emerged from my home <laughs> in two months. I have a couch station. And this is my first trip out, really. Oh, great. <laughs> So, so I haven't heard heard much new music. Excellent. Well, I'm I'm digging your new stuff. So, <laughs> Thank you. let's hear some more. What are we What are we going into next? I'm going to uh, sing a song I wrote about my dad, and I'm going to do that because you know I, I have a son, and the biggest bummer is that my dad didn't get to meet him, but I know that he would be my dad's absolute favorite. Like without a doubt, he would be my dad's favorite. And um, but this song I wrote when I was missing my dad before and I, I wrote it to try to be from his um, perspective singing to me to make me feel better and the chorus of it when I wrote it I thought that that what my dad was saying in the song was that I was going to find like a man that that would be my partner and would love me but as I was growing my human I realized that maybe he was talking about my little guy so it's called throwing stones God bless you and send you an angel I'll be looking down from my home Remember I always loved you When the world quits playing ball and starts throwing stones Setting suns, you see the dawn. Sometimes I look through your window till I see the lights start turning on. May God bless you and send you an angel. I'll be looking down.
setting suns and you see the dawn I found my garden in your eyes Love, please know my heart ain't That is Grace Morrison. She is in studio with us tonight on 95.9 WATD. Great song. Love that one. Thank you. Your songs, um, a lot of them that I've I've heard, and some of my favorites, are very character-driven. Are you the kind of person that can easily put yourself into the shoes of somebody else and write from their perspective? That's what I try to do. That's generally my, my effort, yeah. And do you find that easy, or do you have to really work at that? I don't know if easy is the right word, but it doesn't always happen. When it when it happens, it's easy, if that makes sense. It does. But it just, it can't always occur when I want it to, I guess. So, um, and it's funny because Laurie McKenna and I were talking about, I had heard another songwriter say, you know, you got to wait for the window of creativity to open. And I said that to her and I was like, I feel like I'm waiting for this window all the time, which is what we're talking about, like trying to get into that character. And she said... <laughs> She kind of disagreed with that. I, don't, I can't curse on the air, but she said it was stupid. Okay. <laughs> <And> some, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to write a song. Um, so, so I guess it's easy and hard. I didn't really answer your question. No, you did. You, you, you did. You most definitely did. Um, so we've got a big show coming up in Braintree. What's yes. happening with that? I'm going to be at Braintree Folk on the 23rd with my trio. And uh, last night we were actually, we were workshopping some fun new cover songs we might throw in there. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Things you might not expect. So who, so we are missing the trio tonight. Who are we missing? We're missing Sam and John. Oh. I know. They were otherwise occupied today. It might be due to Dungeons and Dragons. I don't want to out them (laughs) on their secret passion. That might be what they're doing. (laughs) Okay, so the world needs to know if they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> what is what are some of Grace Morrison's guilty pleasures? <laughs> um, man, I don't have time for guilty pleasures anymore. All I do is raise my son. <laughs> um, well, I sound so lame. I legitimately don't know. Like I wake up in the morning and I have my egg and my coffee and I exercise and, and play music and... I like to read children's books to my baby. I know what we do. We put on we put on Alexa, I say, for Alexa to play me hits of the 50s, and we dance around the living room. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> lame. I don't have any guilty pleasures. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I don't know. It's really boring. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's your homework for the next time you no, come here. I got it. I got it. Guilty pleasures. I love documentaries. Okay. I like all documentaries. I find them fascinating. Any new ones you, you recommend? Well, you know, I watched the, the 
the two the the two in question at the moment yeah i watched those two and i watched one about north korea and i watched one about the chemical industry and i watched one about the fire festival that sounds interesting have you seen the fire festival i one? have not john shay it's it's a music thing you've got to this this guy like swindled the, all these people out of millions of dollars to make a music festival, and he got all the people there, and the festival didn't happen. Really? Yeah. Is it on Netflix? Yes. I have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. There's one on on Prime or Hulu as well. Awesome. Yeah, it was really funny. Awesome. Let's it not... wasn't funny. It was terrible. God, but... I'm sure it was, but still... <laughs> watching it, it was probably. Fun. I thought of one more guilty pleasure. Yes. Got to throw it out there. Um, Shit's Creek on Netflix. It's Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. It's a new TV show. And shit spelled S-C-H-I-T-T-S. Yes. Yes, it's the family name. And I was trying to tell my mom about it because they're like a, a powerhouse, those two, in, in all the movies they've done together. You know, like like Best in Show was so funny. And anyway, I was trying to tell my mom about it. My mother, who is 75, and, and I was like, yeah, Catherine O'Hara, she's so funny. And she said, I cannot stand that woman ever since she left her child home alone. She was That's in, right. She was in Home Alone. I but my mother that. like could not separate that this actress does other things other than leave her child home alone. Twice. <laughs> anyway, I'm Let's really Let's hear boring. some more music. What are we sure. listening to next? Um, I'm going to play a song. I'm going to do the title track off of the album, Reasons. All right. And uh, this is one, speaking of being character-driven, is sung from my husband's perspective. Because um, he went through a divorce. And so... I had written most of this song um, and, you know, just trying to get his, what his mindset was like going through what he went through. And uh, and then I brought it to my producer to put on the album, and he said, this is great, but it needs another verse. And I said, that's too bad, because I already wrote this song. <laughs> but then Scott and I were, were out shopping, and um, and he came up with another verse. So this actually was my first co-write. Awesome. Let's hear it. We have Grace Morrison on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Watching it all I held you up 
think you should stay dry. That's Grace Morrison. We have her in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Very nice. Thank you. Do you have any songs in your catalog that you've written that might be too personal to share? No. <laughs> That's good. You're like an open book. I, uh, the, the one that I struggled with performing the most was one I wrote um, kind of from my mom's perspective, but dealing with mel- mental illness um, and, and in a personal way that my mom and myself and my grandmother all struggled with. And so... So that was tricky because I, when I introduced my songs live, I like to add an element of humor to them. Um, but like humor is truth, right? And so I had Very to, true. I had to kind of go through her, make sure she was okay with what I say and what I sang with that one. That's probably the closest. That's great. Yeah. And that is Grace Morrison. Share with us your online information again. We want, we want to, you know, push the website and the Facebook yes. and all that. GraceMorrison.com. If you go to GraceMorrison.com, it's got all the stuff. Excellent. And that way I can't tell you a, a wrong name. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> GraceMorrison.com, two R's and one S. And the new record in the works at the moment. It's called Reasons, and it should be out by the end of May. Fantastic. Did you say there's a CD release show? Is that official or is that kind of in the it, works? It is official. Um, it, <laughs> it's at Music in the Gallery in New Bedford. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Also on my website. Have not been there yet. GraceMorrison.com. So you're in, I'm in the venue. Oh, the venue. It's awesome. So it's um, Helene and Alan Karlenko who put on the New Bedford Folk Festival, um, which is another amazing. Have you been to the Folk Festival? I have not. John Shea. I know. I need to. This is the year. This is the year. Are you playing? Yes. Wow, what day? I I think that I'm on Saturday (laughs) afternoon. Awesome. I I believe I'm at two or three. But it's just fantastic music all day long, and it's outside in downtown New Bedford, which is really cool. And yeah. And it's every every version of folk music you could think of. Nice. One of my favorite memories with you was doing the uh, the Wareham Music Festival. Oh, yeah. An onset. Yeah, that was fun. It's so much work. Oh, the onset music festival. That's what it was. (laughs) It's so much work. (laughs) (laughs) And And it's funny. You know, I as an artist understand this, but... It was just this. It's a. It was a tiny thing that we put on, right? Just trying to, to. That raise. was more than tiny. That was pretty massive, in my opinion. You, <laughs> you put a lot of work into that. It was a lot of work, but <laughs> but it wasn't like a huge event, you know. And and then all these bands were messaging me. I think we just see the word festival, and we're like, oh, we got to message this festival and play. And so I was getting all these messages from bands about playing my festival afterward after it had already been done. <laughs> Sorry. Excellent. It was really fun, though. Maybe someday. So, yeah, someday when I'm not juggling so many things. Everything, know? yes, exactly. So that could become my guilty pleasure is planning the festival. I like that. <laughs> that should be. <laughs> Excellent. That is our Grace Morrison. We're talking about the show in Braintree. Give us the details on that, if you would. Yes, March 23rd at Braintree Folk, 7.30 p.m. And you can get the ticket link is on my website. Excellent. Yes. And again, the website is? GraceMorrison.com. <laughs> Excellent. Self-promotion's really uncomfortable for me. It's okay. You're good at it. GraceMorrison.com. I'm just going to keep doing that. You should see a friend of mine, um, you, you know Krista, Krista Gnidek. Yes. Actually wrote a, wrote a song around her her name so people will remember it. That's smart. I don't know. That's smart. I'll have to hear her song and maybe get, <laughs> get an idea how to do that. I think she played it on the very first show that she did here. So if I can find that in the archive, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's do more music from you. What are we listening to next? Um, I'm going to play a song called Daddy Don't. It's another one about my dad. All right. That's a theme here. Um, but, you know, when you lose somebody, you, or at least for me, I panic about all the things I don't want to forget. I did that with my grandparents, too. Like, I got to remember these tiny little details of things that they did. And so um, this song is just little images of, of things with my dad. Like, I remember, I don't know how many times we went for walks in the woods, but it felt like a big part of my childhood was going for walks in the woods with my dad. And then, you know, we didn't have heat in our house besides this tiny little fireplace. And so, like, just sitting next to the fire with my dad and we'd pray every morning. Although we, I don't know that we were super religious, but we prayed every morning. So just little things like that I tried to capture in this song. Yeah, you put it down in music and it lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Grace Morrison, 95.9 WATD.
That is Grace Morrison on 95.9 WATD. Love that song, too. Thank you. All of these are on the new record? Yes. Awesome. Yes. What did I play? Yes, they're all on the new record. Fantastic. We talked um, a little bit earlier about, uh, you mentioned you you co-wrote a song with Laurie McKenna, and um, a lot of your songs are character-based, and some of the influences, too. Do you ever find yourself influencing yourself? Oh. I, I don't know. Like borrowing a melody you wrote years ago and recycling it. Oh, yeah. So it's funny. I We all have little things we do that are in our bag of tricks, right? And I find it's, it's easier to use them like I play the piano. And so if you're taking a piano solo, you have these little things that you always, like your signature licks, if that makes sense. It does. And I feel like I, I must. I couldn't tell you what they are right now, but I must do that. <laughs> I'm sure that I do. Excellent. Well, we are rolling up on our second timeout of the night, but give us uh, the dates for the Braintree Show again. March 23rd, 7.30 p.m., and tickets are available at gracemorrison.com. Excellent. Uh, let's take our final timeout, and we have more with Grace. I think we're going to do a track off the CD. Yes. To close out the show. We're your radio station, the South Shores 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Getting closer and closer to 10 o'clock, almost time to switch the microphone over to Mike Joshua with Americana Rama. 10 o'clock tonight here on WATD. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent music from across the region. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. And for a few more moments, we are joined in studio by Grace Morrison. How you doing? Oh, let me turn your microphone on. Here I am. I'm there great. you are. Yes. <laughs> You're sounding great, too. Thank you. Um, for those who may have missed the uh, first part of the show, if they're just tuning in now, who is Grace Morrison? Singer-songwriter, mom, no minivan, snacks in my purse. What do you drive? <laughs> um, I drive a Honda Fit. Okay. It's really economical. It is. <laughs> is that all-wheel drive? No. Oh. <laughs> no. But it's a, a manual transmission. Oh, sweet. And that tells you everything you need to know about me right exactly. there. Exactly. You're I very think. coordinated. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got uh, one record that's, uh, that's available right now. It's called On the Apple. You can find that on all kinds of uh, streaming platforms out there. But there's one that's about to be released, too. Yes, called Reasons. Reasons. And that's uh, mid-May, you're thinking about the release date for that? Yes. Awesome. Yes. And uh, the uh, show in Braintree, if people want to hear you live with the trio, where is that happening? March 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Excellent. And that's in Braintree, Braintree Folk? Yes, sir. Excellent. And the details for all of those events can be found where? GraceMorrison.com. Excellent. Um, One final question before we wrap things up for the night. I've got a good friend of mine who started a uh, podcast and a movement she calls Let the Music Set You Free. And she... uh, she uses music to help people break free from things that hold them back in life. And I'm wondering if that resonates in your in your life. Absolutely. Because there are some things that it's just, it's hard to articulate. You can't speak them, you know, but you can, for me, I can sing them. And, and sometimes it's without words, the music can, can help you feel it, you know. Absolutely. We have time for one more song and we made an executive decision that um, we're going to play one off the new disc. Yes. A, a sneak peek. <laughs> what are we going to hear? So we're going to do I'm Calling You. This is a song that I don't know that I'll ever perform live because I don't tend to perform with a piano or a horn section. Okay. But it's fun. Now, before we play the song, talk about the recording process. What, what was what was the vibe like in the studio making this album? John Evans, it's super relaxed and, um, you know, we went in and, and laid down the drums and, and bass and I did a little scratch track, and he's just so good, I can say, you know, I kind of want this to have a funky vibe, and he's able to just do that. Excellent. He's amazing. 
Let's hear it. The name of the song again? I'm Calling You. All right, Grace. Thank you so much for coming down to WATD tonight. Get home safely, and we'll talk to you soon. And uh, best of luck with the new record. Best of luck with the new kid. Best of luck with everything else. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Have a great night.